0: Hello, and welcome to a bonus quarantine episode of the Heart of Markmas podcast. I am Mark, and here we go. This week, it is another Mike Millard. I found out this week uh, from the Gems group, the tape group that's doing all these great... Um, Restorations and releases of these Mike, Mike Millard tapes that his name is not Mike Millard. It's Mike Millard. And uh, <clears throat> I felt like a dick when I found out. But then I was like, well, whatever. And then because I felt like a dick, I replied to their message. They they messaged me on SoundCloud and were pretty nice. I was like, hey, it's Mike Millard, not Mike Millard. So I replied because their, their trade group is called Gems, J-E-M-S. So I said, thank you, Jeems. So I hope that didn't come across as being a prick because it was more just being silly. So I love you guys. Thank you for this great work. You're doing God's work here, liberating these Millard tapes. It's going to be weird. I may slip because Mike Millard just kind of flows better for me, but I will uh, endeavor to be more accurate. And in that vein, there was a new Mike Millard master recording released today or maybe yesterday which is odd because it was very serendipitous because uh, this week I watched a documentary on Thin Lizzy because I never got into them. They never did it for me because I never really heard much of them on the radio growing up. I grew up in the greater Boston area in uh, southern New Hampshire. And, you know, what I heard on the radio was, you know, the boys are back in town and jailbreak and... Maybe that's it. Maybe me and the boys. I don't know. None of those songs did it for me. The boys are back in town. I mean, a fun song. I never turned it off. But um, it didn't hook me. And I don't like Jailbreak, man. I am sorry. So they just... Uh, I mean, I took note of them. I wasn't like, Go Thin Lizzie can suck my dick. It was just, oh, you know... I, I was never drawn to them. But uh, some friends of mine really like them. And I you know, being kind of semi quarantined. Actually, I'm going back to work full time next week uh, because my coworker is a fucking flake and she just can't get to work on time in the morning, which is usually just an annoyance because she's, you know, 10, 20 minutes late in the morning. Um, but it it escalates so that now she's, you know, two or three hours late and we can't have that so I'm like fuck it I'll just come in all every day and just I don't know what's going to happen with her man but it's not going to be good so the good news is I will not be working half time and the bad news is I will not be working half time so uh I don't know what that has to do with thin the Z. oh I was home mid the quarantine I was on a day off and cuz I was working every other day for a little while And uh, watching a a Thin Lizzy documentary because it was one of those things like, oh, well, let's look at this. And I like them. I got a respect for them. I heard a million more songs of theirs. And I think they're great. I mean, I'm not going to I don't see myself becoming a Thin Lizzy head. But I certainly developed an appreciation and um, listened to their Black Rose album. And enjoyed it immensely. And then... I think on Friday, which was yesterday, maybe not yesterday to you anymore. Cause this is a, uh, this podcast will exist outside of space time. Um, but I was like, Hey, maybe I can find a nice thin Lizzie show and promote it, but it's gotta be in good quality, man. Wouldn't it be great if there was a Mike Millard master. And then I wake up this morning and boom, there's a Mike Millard master released. So that was, thank you universe. You've done it again, as Tobias Funke would say on Arrested Development Universe. You've done it again. So it's great. It's a short. They were an opening act. Um, this is August 16th, 1978 at the LA Forum. Opening for Kansas. Dust in the wind. Yeah, no thanks. Um, So it's a short opening act set. The sound quality is stellar. Uh, the mix is not the best. I don't think. I think Phil Phil Linnet's voice is a little low in the mix. But, I mean, they're an opening act, so you don't get the top tier sound job. Um, or maybe that's just how they are, because they're a dual guitar band. Anyway, it's, it's, it's excellent. The sound quality is excellent. The guitars are excellent. The drums are excellent. The bass is excellent. And the vocals. And they're a tight, tight, tight band. And their harmonic dual leads... I mean, unreal, unreal, super enjoyable band live, really great. And this, um, from what I understand, now this is the band of everyone I've covered so far I know about the least, so I'm not going to try and be definitive here. I'm just going by the notes and what I've looked up on Wikipedia and just what I can see. This was them uh, opening for Kansas, ostensibly touring in support of their Live and Dangerous album, but on this, at this show, they do play one song off of the upcoming Black Rose album. It's, I know there's more to it. The Black Rose something, something, the legend continues or whatever it is. Uh, I can't remember it, though. But you know the one I'm talking about. Um, and it's great. I'm going to play almost the whole set, but not the whole set. But this whole short 40-minute set will be available on heartofmarkness.com in its entirety very soon. Hopefully in the next 24 hours. And uh, all right, well... You're not here to hear me talk and everybody's going crazy with the Corona fever. And now people are going crazy from being quarantined for a month and the sun is shining and it's warm out and people are just like, fuck it. I'm going outside. And scientists are saying that's not wise. And other people are saying, this is all a conspiracy by the goddamn. God who texted me. Probably someone to say, don't get political. Don't get political. Oh no. My friend, Dale all righty what are we going to listen to first guys i don't remember hey let's listen to oh let's listen to the set list let's look at that mark you fucking idiot i'm sorry uh audacity doesn't show the full song titles they just show the beginning and i don't know enough it's like waiting for waiting for what oh waiting for an alibi which is, I believe, on the Black Rose album, which had not been out yet. So here it is, August 16th, Mike Millard, original master tape via the Gems Recording Group. Beautiful. Thank you, Gems. This really is tremendously important, and I, I mean that in a historical sense. You are contributing to the cultural record in a way that future generations will appreciate. This is like Library of Congress level work you're doing, and I, I cannot thank you enough for doing it. I mean, it would be easy enough just to take the tapes, digitize them, and throw it out there. But you restore the cassette shells, you, you adjust azimuths, and you get everything as good and as pure as possible to get the best transfer possible. And God bless you for it, man. All right, let's listen to you. Thin Lizzie. Yum. Waiting for an alibi. All Alrighty? Alrighty. See you in a few.
1: What? Yeah. Song taken from our Live and Dangerous album. It's a, summer,
0: it's a still in love with you, who you? I am, as I said, almost completely ignorant of Thin Lizzy, Literally having discovered them, aside from like the boys are back in town, um like three or four days ago. So Forgive my ignorance. It's going to be a much shorter podcast because I don't have insight. It's like, oh, I don't know the backstory of this song. I don't know where it came from. I don't know the people in the band's names other than Phil Linnett. I know 8 million people were in it, including Midger, briefly, and uh, Gary Moore. I thought Rory Gallagher was in it for a while, but I guess not. Um, In any case, they're fucking awesome. I love the drummer. Oh, you know what? Let's give some fucking props. Brian Downey apparently is the drummer. Brian Robertson, Scott Gorham, and Phil Linnett are this articulation of it, I believe. And uh, all of them great. The guitars, the harmony guitars, insanely cool. Insanely cool to be that tight, that consistently. I mean, I can see playing a few runs in harmony but to do song after song after song locked in like that and have it sound fresh and not have it sound stilted and rehearsed because it has to be very very rehearsed to be playing all that shit the same at the same time it's got to it's a high level of proficiency and consistency which can easily sound dry and stale because you can't really rock out and improvise um and yet they succeed tremendously in making it sound fun and exciting. So let's go with the next song that Phil had mentioned at the end of the last song, Still In Love With You. Shall we listen to it? Yeah, fuck it. Let's listen to it. Here we go to save the day. See you in a few. Bye.
1: still still
0: The cowboy song. yay cowboy song is the song i'm going to play next because it's great and tonight was the first time i've ever heard it well probably not i'm sure i heard it on the radio sometime in the 70s and 80s but it didn't stick with me um tonight it does and one thing I noticed while listening to that song was that Thin Lizzy seems to be enormously influential. I mean, on that last song, I'm still in love with you, I think is what it was called. Jesus Christ. Get professional Mark. Still in love with you. Um I was hearing hints of like White Snake and even Bon Jovi, which is stupid but i mean i I hear that in the in this music and it's it's a 10 years before white snake copped that vibe um and it's incredible it's incredible that these guys flew under my radar um for shit half a fucking century so forgive me for not you know elucidating uh more about them I just don't know more about them. I'm literally like reading the Wikipedia page and going from a YouTube documentary and just the basic nuts and bolts that I already knew. Um, like I do, I, I remember on MTV seeing a Phil Linnet video with Gary Moore and they were dressed in like Sergeant Pepper, Jimi Hendrix gear with a fife and drum kind of thing. You know, I don't remember what that was, but that was something that was like, Oh, because neither Phil Linnitt nor Gary Moore really, you know, blew me away at the time, but uh oh how wrong I was. Oh how wrong I was. So let's go to Cowboy Song, which is fucking rad, and I guess that was one of the hits off of their Live and Dangerous album, which they were touring for at, you know, at this show, August 18th, I think. 18th or 16th. Come on, Mark. August 16th 1978 LA Forum opening for Kansas. Ugh. Um the thing about Cowboy Song is Cowboy Song goes directly into The Boys Are Back in Town. So we're going to listen to that so it's a long track kind of you know not I mean you're this is a Zeppelin podcast so this is not a long track for us. But um, it goes on for a while cuz it does Cowboy Song and then goes seamlessly into The Boys Are Back. In town, and it, it was jarring because I split the tracks up in Audacity, and listened to the cowboy song like, oh, this is good, oh, this is good, and then it literally just cut right out. I was like, oh, what a bummer. And then I went to the next track, and it was, oh, how amazing! The boys are back in town, so I just merged them, and um, you're gonna hear it. And it's gonna be great and wonderful. And man, there's some good music out there. And you know, the Live and Dangerous album got a lot of shit for, um, having overdubs on it. It's one of those albums like Kiss Alive and Alive 2 that's like, oh, it was totally recorded in the studio, and all that's left was the audience noise and the drums. Um, Tony Visconti says about 75% of the album was recorded in the studio. Uh, the engineer who uh, somebody else in relation to the band says it was about 75% live and just some things. I could see how it would be like, um, working a hangnail. Cause if you've got a flub note and you hear these guys, this is just a live bootleg recording. There's no overdubs. There's no nothing. This is exactly what was played that night in August, 1978. And I haven't heard a flub note yet. I haven't heard a fuck up. I haven't heard a voice crack. I haven't heard Anything less than perfection. So, But I mean, if you're the musicians and you're listening to these tapes and you're going to release a live album and you hear something and you're like, oh, I fucked that up. Let me just go in and clean up that one little part. I can totally see that. And then when that little part's cleaned up, that then contrasts something else. And then the other guitarist comes in and is like, well, let me fix this part if you're fixing that part. And then like, you know, trimming back a hangnail, suddenly you you've amputated your whole fucking arm. And then you're in for then you're just re-recording everything because why not? Um, I don't know if that happened or not. There's ambiguity about how much was overdubbed. It doesn't matter because, like I said, this show here, this is the straight-up bootleg recording done by a dude in a wheelchair and a Nakamichi tape player under his seat, and AKG mics recording. This is what everybody heard in the arena, verbatim. And it is excellent, so we can put to, get, put to bed any any um, any conflict and controversy regarding L- Thin Lizzy as a live act. They're the shit. Um, says the guy that discovered them three days ago. <laughs> in any case, enough of this pontificating. Let's get to Cowboy Song, straight into The Boys Are Back in Town, and I'll see you in a few. This is really good. I hope you enjoy it. you were listening to that i was listening to live and dangerous to see if in fact the cowboy song goes right into the boys are back in town and that's just how they did it and it does so i guess that wasn't special it was just really really cool so now i know the more you know good all right well that takes us up to about 40 minutes or it will be by the time i finish talking which is enough for a bonus quarantine episode there are more songs to this set that you haven't heard and you will be able to find them on heartofmarkness.com there'll be a download link on there shortly you'll get the whole show now remember it's an opening set so it's about 40 45 minutes long but it's awesome so i hope you enjoyed this if you have enjoyed this consider following me on twitter which is uh, at Heart of Markness. There's also a Facebook group full of dozens and dozens and dozens of really cool people who all love Led Zeppelin um, and Classic Rock and general. So find out the Heart of Markness Facebook group. Join us. Be friends. Let's be friends. Also, like I said, heartofmarkness.com. You can find my all my podcasts and where available and where relevant links to the complete shows along with here and there different things that aren't on the podcast that i just want to share with you and lastly if you like the podcast and you like me and you like the music and you like what i do and you want to help support this go for it i welcome it patreon is uh patreon uh, slash heart of Markness is where you'll find me And I'm getting my keyboard ready because I am not ready to read the names of my patrons. And, aside from getting an additional show every goddamn month that other folks don't hear, you will get to help support this podcast. Literally. It is greatly appreciated. And the role of honor. The Decalogue is 10 of them. <clears throat> Avi, Bill, Danielle, David, other David, Jeremy, Mark, me, Mo, Peter and Tracy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you deeply and truly for paying for all this, paying helping pay for the hosting, helping pay for the SoundCloud, helping pay for the hosting for the shows that I put up and the website and all that stuff as well as the microphone and everything else. It makes life easier and better for me. It really makes a difference and it really improves my quality of life greatly. uh, Cause you know, I am not a wealthy man. So thank you. And I think this is what uh, we're going to wrap it up. Hope you like thin Lizzie. Hope you liked this. And next week, we'll get back to a nice, big, fat Led Zeppelin podcast. And I may or may not do another bonus episode because I have some stuff I want to play. I have a, um, an excellent quality recording of the jam that Jimmy Page did with Jaco Pastorius in 1985 at the Lone Star Cafe. And um, it's pretty good. Actually, it, it's, it's, it's impressively good for 1985 Jimmy. It's it's impressive, and I know Jocko wasn't really in a good place, but Jocko was great, and it is fun. Um, it is not for everybody, not even close to being for everybody. But it is very important, and I want to share it. So maybe I'll do that before I do another Zepp podcast. Who knows? I mean, I will I will I will continue these weekly Zeppelin podcasts because I mean, I know where my bread is buttered, but I will try and fold in these. Uh, The deeper cuts that may appeal to fewer and fewer people uh but still the ones that it will appeal to will just uh rapture straight up to heaven with joy hopefully anyway thank you very much everybody weird times we're living in but uh use common sense and compassion wash your hands do all that stuff even though it's becoming tiresome uh people are dying so i don't want you to die take care